Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Listen as Pastor Michael Cox teaches on Hindsight is 2020. I was in prayer this week and I heard this statement. And it was powerful to me and encouraging to me and insightful to me. You guys have all heard this said before. Hindsight is 2020. The Lord just said to me, hindsight is 2020. This year will be in the rear view. This year will be hindsight. Be encouraged. This too shall pass. This year will be in the rear view mirror. Now, here's the thing. I, I got excited about that. And I got excited about the fact that it's going to be passed, and I'm believing that um, that this virus, COVID-19, is going to be eliminated. It's going to disappear. It's not going to be a terror that it is in our nation, and it's going to be hindsight. If I had a doctor, I'd try to tell you how. If I was a politician, I'd try to tell you what you want to hear. But since I'm a pastor, I'm going to tell you that I'm encouraged that God says there's been many things that have come before, and many things have come to pass. And this thing will come to pass. It will be done. And my people will be victorious. Take courage. In this world, you will have trials. You will have pestilence. You will have tribulation. But I have overcome the world. And the world has no place in me. Here's the thing. I'm excited that 2020 will be in the hindsight. I'm excited that at some point we will be looking at a lot of these situations that we're having to walk through now and they'll be in the hindsight and people say there'll always be a new normal, everything will be different, whatever. This is going to be in the hindsight. Yes, we're not going to live like this the rest of our lives. Yes. I'm not going to live like this the rest of my day. <laughs> you know, the anticipation of death is worse than death itself. And I just want to tell you, I had, a, I had a visit with death again yesterday. As a chaplain, I visit death a lot. As a pastor, I visit death a lot. I've looked death in the face a lot. I've seen people go from life to death. I've seen families, how they deal with people going from life to death. And I just, I just want to tell you, anybody ever watch the Rocky movies? Anybody ever seen Rocky fight? Oh, shoot. Clubber Lane, Mr. T. One of my favorite parts in all the Rockies is he's fighting him. Let me move my coat rack out of the way. I'm not going to need these anymore. <clears throat> he's fighting Clubber Lane, and Clubber Lane, he just, Rocky, you know, he's just, he's amazing. He's just not that smart in the movies, you know. But. He's fighting him, and he punches, he lets Clubber Lane, he just kind of puts his gloves down, lets Clubber Lane punch him as hard as he possibly can. Like the most powerful blow that could possibly happen. Right? The thing that we would all be so afraid of. And you know what he says? You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. He lets him hit him like 10 times, isn't it? Every time he hits him, he says, you ain't so bad. Boo, you ain't so bad. Boo, you ain't, let me tell you, I visited death quite a few times. It ain't so bad. It ain't so bad. What we're anticipating, what we're afraid of, what we're fearing the most in life, it ain't so bad. Death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? The grave has been defeated. Death for a believer is the ultimate goal, the ultimate reward. Mourn at birth, rejoice at death. Never seen a body more peaceful. Then after that spirit has been resurrected. Watch people labor to breathe. 
And then I watch people. That body doesn't labor anymore. That body doesn't do anything anymore. Lawrence passed away yesterday. Mert's Aunt Mert, I call her. Mert Dirt. Marilyn, Larrays, Marcus, Dad, and uh, Alexis and Jordan's, Kayla's, Papaw, great Peepaw, they called him. Great Peepaw to their kids. And it was a peaceful thing yesterday. At the end of great struggle, it was a peaceful thing. So I don't dread the day when that day comes. To live is Christ, to die is gained. So hindsight, 2020 will be hindsight. But when 2020 is hindsight, 2020 will still have been to live it would be Christ. To live 2020 is Christ. What I want to do is rejoice that it's going to pass. I want to have hope that 2020 is going to be in hindsight, but I don't want to hunker down and hide somewhere until 2020 is hindsight. See, because what hindsight means is it's easier, you know, it's not like it's it's an idiom, so there's not a specific definition, but here's the gist of it. It's easier to clearly reevaluate past actions or decisions than when they are being made or done. Things are clearer or more obvious when they are reflected upon. A reference to the visual acuity of normal eyesight 2020 vision. Here's another definition. Choices that seem difficult in the past now seem clear after the person knows what happened as a result of those choices. I don't want to have to look back after 2020 and have 2020 hindsight. I want 2020 to be hindsight, but I don't want to have hindsight 2020. That makes sense? I believe as believers of God, we don't have to Wait till things are done before we can have insight and revelation on how to move forward. So I want to celebrate that 2020 is going to be hindsight, but I don't want to be sitting in 2021 having 2020 hindsight. John 13, verse 3. Now Jesus was fully aware that the Father had placed all things under his control. For he had come from God and was about to go back to be with him. So he got up from the meal and took off his outer robe and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' dirty feet and dry them with his towel. But when Jesus got to Simon Peter, he objected and said, I can't let you wash my dirty feet. You're my Lord. Verse 7, I believe this is what he's saying. Jesus replied, you don't understand yet the meaning of what I'm doing, but soon it will be clear to you. Peter is going to have 2020 hindsight one day, and he's going to understand what Jesus was doing in that moment. A beautiful picture, well, there's a bunch of beautiful pictures of Jesus washing the feet, I mean, the most obvious is that he came to be a servant of all, and he served and he washed their dirty feet. A powerful picture is that he was washing off residue of where they had walked. You know, when you walked, you walked on paths. You know who else walked on paths? All the animals walked on paths. So he's washing really dirty feet. He's washing poopy dirty feet. And so when they come to that point, Jesus is washing off, what is it? Uh, Oh, goodness, I can't remember the passage now. I I read it last week. Uh, We are to lay aside all of what entangles us. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, awesome. Love my little wife and mama down here. I know the word, I just don't know those addresses they put on the word. You know what I mean? I just like to say I'm, I, I'm just authentic, right? I, I, I know the word before they put all those addresses on it, you know? 
<clears throat> but we lay aside all those things, and the, the Passion Translation says we got to be healed from every wound before we can run. So our feet had to be cleaned. And, you know, another place he says, when you go into a house, he's given his disciples charge, and he says, when you go into a house and they don't receive you, when you come out of the house, dust your feet off. I remember one time, Jahan was doing a ministry assignment, and um, crazy, craziest thing I've ever experienced in my life. We drove um, to another country. We drove a long way to do a ministry assignment. We had been several times. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was an amazing experience. We've had wonderful times with them. But this particular night, they had a lot of things booked. And what I know is the reason they had Jahan and Redemption Music, the team, to come is because they are so hungry for what I know that they carry, and that's just flat-out, all-out worship. And so they brought them in, and so many times there have been so much liberty and freedom, and it's just was such a beautiful expression. This night they had a lot of things on the agenda. I can't take long on this rabbit trail because it's not my sermon, but I think you need to hear it. So there was this busy night, and they had a lot of things going on. They do a lot of uh, honoring people, a lot of honoring people. And uh, not to be cynical or jaded, but this night there wasn't a whole lot of time allocated to honor God in this service because <laughs> they were honoring people, which is honoring God, okay? Honoring people is honoring God, all right? But... It was just particularly a weird night, and so Jahan literally just gets up there, starts playing the keyboard, sings like one song, okay? And someone just came up on Jahan like when you're dancing provocatively at the school dance and they tap you on the shoulder. Not that I've ever done that, but some people have. And uh, Steven's done it. I saw him and when we were in high school and they had to tap him on the shoulder. He's out there busting this wild man over here. And Jahan just got a little boop boop. Like, can you imagine you're just sitting there leading worship? <laughs> yes, time. So Jahan just hit one more note, just walked off. We moved on. <laughs> Jahan, of course, as anybody would do, went straight to the hotel room at the convention center where we were leading worship and was sitting in the corner of the room in a fetal position, like what in the world is going on? And um, so as any good husband, I go to try to comfort my wife. And it's kind of tough to be a husband and a pastor at the same time, you know? So I'm comforting my wife and and my wife, she says, I don't have to do this. And she quotes the scripture to me. They don't receive me here. They don't receive my gift. I'm going to dust my feet off, and I'm leaving, and we're going home. And I said, babe, your friend is preaching tonight, and you're set to go back after the service, you know, after the sermon and do the altar. She's like, no way. We're leaving. Let's load the car. Let's go home. We're out of here. And... Um, and so she told me the story, you know, the scripture, and said, we, we're going to clean our feet off, you know? And I'm like, amen, you know, it's awesome. And, and, and a husband, you're just supposed to say, yeah, babe, I'll get, the, I'll, I'll get the keys, man. Let's go. You may go in there and smack somebody for you, you know? <clears throat> and then the bad thing happened. The, the pastoral thing happened. Like, all of a sudden, as she's saying that, Lord just spoke to me and said, yeah, you dust your feet off, and then you... Let me wash them real good, and you go back in there and let them kill you again. He was washing their feet off to prepare them, just like he was washed and his feet were washed with tears and dried with hair. He was preparing them for burial. And so our attitude is never, I'm going to dust my feet off and leave, blah, blah, blah. Our attitude is, God, I, this hurts, but 
there's not a path ahead of me that doesn't hurt. If not here, then where? I mean, you're calling, you're going to just, I'm going somewhere else to die. So if you prefer me to go back in there, I guess I'll go back in there. And so he was preparing the disciples for burial. He was preparing their feet. He washed off the residue and he's preparing them for what they would walk into. But he says, you don't know what's happening here, but you will. He tells Peter another time, you can't go with me, but a day will come when you will follow me. You will take up the cross that I'm taking up. And then Peter looked at Jesus and said, you'll never wash my dirty feet. Never. And Jesus said, but Peter, if you don't allow me to wash your feet, Jesus, Jesus responded, then you'll not be able to share life with me. So Peter said, Lord, in that case, don't just wash my feet. Wash my hands and my head too. That's what I want my attitude to be in 2020. I don't understand what is happening. I don't understand why some things aren't working the way that I think they should work. I don't understand why some of the prayers I'm praying aren't coming about the way that I'm praying them. I don't understand what God is doing. I have some ideas, I, but I, I, I'm not God either. <laughs> I say that. You know, I have some ideas for God, and he's not seeming to be taking a lot of my suggestions right now. Um, and so I have all these thoughts, and I don't understand it, but I want to be one that says, look, if there is something to be gained, if there is something to be learned, if there is some increase that could come to my life, even in a time that I don't understand, I don't only want you to wash my feet, I want you to wash my whole body. I want to be completely immersed yes. in yes. truth yeah. and growth and increase. Yes. I don't want to come to the end of 2020 and just have a party on New Year's Day that 2020's in hindsight. I do not want to be mourning the fact that God was trying to do things in my life in a season and all I did was hung out and waited on the year to pass. This too shall pass. Anybody ever heard that before? Anybody ever thought that was in the Bible? Come on, just be honest. I mean, I thought it was in the Bible. Who thought it was in the Bible? This too, this too shall pass is not in the Bible. It would have made a great point today in my sermon. I was trying to find it for that reason. <laughs> but specifically, this too shall pass is not a reference. It is a reference to a real action that happened with King Solomon, but it is not in scripture this too shall pass what is in scripture are many things that came to pass and so we are informed by what god has already done so we it doesn't have to be in the bible for us to come to the conclusion that this too also two o's this too shall pass In Deuteronomy 28, we're going to read a bunch of this chapter real quick. Now it shall be, that's the New American Standard in the King James Version, you know what it says? And it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the offspring of your body and the produce of your ground and the offspring of your beast, the increase of your herd and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be you when you come in, and blessed shall be you when you go out. 
The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated down, down, down like Dagon before you. They will come out against you one way and will flee before you seven ways. Scatter our enemies. What's that old song we've seen, kids' church? Let God arise and his enemy. Come on, she loved that. She is so fired up about that. Mary Elizabeth, come up here and do a solo, girl. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. You know what we used to sing it? Because we were Pentecostal and we got all fired up and we were kids. And you know what we used to say? Let God arise and our enemies be splattered. Just let them fall like down, down, down like Dagon, splatter. Let's burn them up like Josiah and turn them into ashes. Ground them down till there's no recollection of them again. You know fear is an idol? Let's take a little rabbit trail here. Fear is an idol. You know, some people are so afraid. <laughs> some people are so afraid that the government or somebody or some doctors are going to take away our rights as a church. It kind of reminds me of Jesus, you know, with Zacchaeus. He's with Zacchaeus. Hey, all that may happen. Bad things may happen. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a politician. I'm not a judge. I don't know what all is going to what they are going to do. I know what we are going to do. We are going to win. We are going to be victorious. We are going to overcome, right? But we're so afraid that we're going to be oppressed. Now think about that statement. We're afraid we're going to be oppressed. You know, when Jesus was, was, saw Zacchaeus, the wee little man, sing it, Mary. <laughs> she got all our children's church songs today. When the wee little man was up in a sycamore tree and the Lord he wanted to see, right? And he said, come on down because I'm going to your house today. And he goes to his house and Zacchaeus find salvation that day in the presence of Jesus, he and his whole household, and he makes recompense for all of his wrong deeds in the past. He's repentant and he undoes things. And Jesus says, today salvation has come. And his disciples, as they left Zacchaeus and they're on their way to Jerusalem, Jesus, the Bible says, knowing what was in their minds, addressed them about them thinking that we're going to go to Jerusalem, we're going to overthrow the government, and we're finally going to get the government to do what the government needs to do. And we're going to establish our kingdom, and Jesus tells them today salvation has come. This is not about this kingdom. This is not about what's happening here. And he gives them a parable of the talents, and I think that's, I don't want to have Hans. Oh, I can't just drive by that. He gives him a parable of the talents, okay? And he gives, the, the Lord gives, the master gives his servants so many talents, and what they did with those talents is, is results in what, how many cities they rule. Okay, and so he gives them talents, and one invests his talents, and he says the talent has brought... I'm, I'm, I'm mixing talents and minas. These are two different stories. I'm sorry. Mina gives a mina. He invests the mina. It reduces tenfold. So Jesus says, I'm going to make you a ruler over ten cities. Another one says five. I'm going to make you a ruler over five cities. The other one says, I was scared and I hid it. And the Lord said, take what he has and give it to the one with ten. Now, if that happened in 2020 and it's New Year's Day of 2021 and you were the guy who hid the talent, mana, sorry, <laughs> you were the guy who hid the mana, you're going to have 2020 hindsight. Man, I was given something, even though I had wrong impressions about the master, even though I had fear, but I did not push through my fear 
I did not take risk and I did not invest and I did not, I was not faithful what, what had been entrusted to me and I lost it, what he had given me. That's hindsight. It's 2020. I don't want to come to the end. I want to be like, wash my feet, wash my head, wash my body, give me more mina. I'll do the same with it. I'll keep bringing increase. I'll move forward. But what I was doing with this story, what I was trying to say is he's talking about the government. And they are blinded thinking the government is the answer and they're going to set this government up. And he's saying that's not how my kingdom is. And so just as that's not a victory if we set up the government, it's not a loss if government doesn't do it the way we think they should do it. Kind of here's the point. The kingdom of God is not the kingdom of this world. <laughs> and there is no correlation between the two. There is no power in this world over the kingdom of God. We don't get excited if the kingdom of this world mirrors some of the things of the kingdom of the God, like all of a sudden it's going to make God's kingdom more powerful. It's not. He's not waiting on the right laws so that he can be God. Okay? And he's not afraid that they're going to make bad laws and it's going to diminish his ability to be God. And we as believers can't be waiting on laws to make sure that we can have the fullness of what God's promised us. And we can't be afraid that they're going to take laws and make them to where it's going to diminish us being able to have the fullness. <sighs> but a lot of us are afraid. So just like salvation came to Zacchaeus before government looked like what they wanted it to look Oppression comes before government looks the way you don't want it to look. You don't need an oppressive government if you're already afraid of an oppressive government. The oppressive government, don't fear the ones that can take your life. Fear the ones that can take your soul. Fear the ones that are going to put you in fear. You've already lost is what I'm saying. When we're fear-mongering about what's going to happen and what's going to be in the church, we've already lost. It doesn't even matter what happens. Where was I? I was reading a C. The Lord shall cause your enemies to rise up against you to be defeated before you. Mary, you should have reminded me where I was. I asked you, stopped and asked you to sing. They will come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Corona rises up one way and it flees seven ways. God's never barely won a victory. He wins decidedly. The Lord shall, let's see, verse 8. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns and all that is in your hand. And he will bless you in the land which your God gives you. The Lord will establish you, establish you as a holy people to himself. As he swore to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, so all the peoples of the earth will see that you're called by the name of the Lord, and they will be afraid of you. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity. Uh-oh, don't say that. In the offspring of your body, in the offspring of your beast, and in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens, to give you rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will only be above and you will never be beneath. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today to observe them carefully and do not turn aside from any of the words which I command you to the right or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. Other gods to serve them. I'm afraid of the Antichrist. Well, then you're already oppressed by the Antichrist. It don't matter who it is or when they take power. If you're afraid, you're already oppressed. You're already oppressed. 
You're already limited. You're already held back. It shall come to pass. I know, I know that Deuteronomy 28 is talking to Israel. I don't believe that we're now Israel. I'm not talking to a nation. Even though I believe that if the people in a nation is composed of a bunch of people who were not a people, but now they are a people, and God has extended the blessings of Israel to all of his people, Jew, Greek, Gentile, whoever. If I, I believe that if a group of those people are in a nation, they can make that nation look like Israel. Amen. A nation within a nation. It's beautiful. Kevin Wallace said that a few weeks ago. So powerful. A nation within a nation, a government within a government. That's what we're supposed to be. As I said last week, a fire within a fire. It shall come. That's what will come to pass. Let's don't just get excited that bad things are going to come to pass. Let's focus on what is going to come to pass as we obey the word of the Lord and live our life without fear and take ground. You know, another reason why they took the shoe off and the foot, there's more symbolism there. Do you know that when you made covenants for land, you took off your shoe? He said, you're going to die, but on your way to death, you're going to take land. You're going to take territory. Anticipation of death is worse than death itself. All the disciples were on their way to death, but on their way to death, they were bringing increase to the kingdom of God. Take your shoe off and throw it somewhere and claim it. Man, I was in a church. I was in a, you remember, was you there with me? Was you at that service? Dude, I was in a service one time. Was that in Chattanooga? They had us take our shoe. Were you at that service? I will leave this stage. I will walk back there, and I will smack you right in front of all these people. <laughs> they had us, we don't, we took our shoes off and threw them up in the front in the altar, claiming that's crazy prophetic stuff again. My goodness. Can't believe people thought there was power in their shoe. We didn't think there was power in our shoe. Good Lord. What? Finding them was stinky. That's what's going to come to pass. Yeah, let's be excited that things are only light and temporary in view of what is to come. Let's be excited that 2020 is going to be hindsight, but let's live in a way that we don't get to 2021 and realize that so much of what we could have had in 20, I still believe that if you'll raise your anticipation to 20 out of 20, God will meet you there. We've not raised it. We're lowering it. We have zero anticipation. We just can't wait for 2021. We've already wrote off 2020. We can't wait to see 2020 in our rearview mirror. But I'm going to tell you, there are blessings. There are promises. There is increase that is available for you in this year. When he said, open your eyes and look now, the harvest is ready. He wasn't just talking about evangelism. The fields are white. There is always harvest to be taken for the believers. Cursed a fig tree for not producing fruit. There's always harvest to be ready in the kingdom. There are no, there are no off seasons or off years, and we don't take time off because the doctors tell us to take time off, and the Politicians tell us to take time off. Hear it however you want to hear it. This isn't a political statement or a medical statement. I'm not telling you how to live your life and how to proceed through a pandemic. I'm telling you how to live your spiritual life. I don't care if you stay home. I don't care if you wear a mask. I don't care if you quarantine. I don't care if you do all those things, but you need to be taking increase while you're quarantined. You need to be going forward while you're wearing your mask. You need to be advancing. 
Only you know if you're doing those things because you're making powerful, bold decisions and you just want to do those or whether you're racked with fear and you're oppressed and you just can't wait to get through this. You know what else will come to pass? Joel 2, 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. My daughters and my sons are going to prophesy. They're not going to wait till 2021 when we can prophesy again. We're going to have Teruah camp and we're going to raise up sons and daughters that prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men will see visions and also upon the servants and upon the handmaidens. In those days will I pour out my spirit and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord. Here's something else gonna come to pass. Verse 32, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. See, there's a lot of things that are coming to pass. 1 John 2, 17, the world and its desires are in the process of passing away. But those who love to do the will of God, they live forever. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. So no wonder we don't give up. For though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal, weighty glory far beyond all comparison. We don't focus our attention on what is seen but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary. 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 What is seen is temporary. Temporary. This too shall pass. It's temporary. Every time you think about this pandemic, I want you to say it's temporary. It's temporary. It's temporary. It's temporary. People literally don't want to hear anybody say that. Like, don't say that. Don't make light of it. It's here forever. It's temporary. It's temporary. But the unseen realm, that, my friend, is eternal. See, I think we can't, the only way we won't have 2020 hindsight is to stop where we are and be still and know that He is God. Be still and know that He's God. I don't want to wait till we're dancing a jig because there's nothing bad happening anymore. To realize that, I mean, I love praise. I love celebration. I love exuberance. I mean, I love it. But I don't want that to be the only time that I feel that God is real. Because we won over what we saw. I want to be still and know that he's real because of what I don't see. Because of what I know. You know what won't pass away? Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Isaiah 48, but even though grass withers and the flower fades, the word of our God stands strong forever. Psalm 46, 10 the other uh, King James translation says, be still and know, but the Passion translation says, surrender your anxiety. Be silent and stop your striving, and you will see that I am God. 
I am the God above all the nations, and I will be exalted throughout the whole earth. Isaiah 40, 20. Don't you know Isaiah 40, 28? Haven't you been listening? Now, in 2020, not 2021, now. Don't you know? Haven't you been listening? Yahweh is the one and only everlasting God, the creator of all you can see and imagine. He never gets weary or worn out. His intelligence is unlimited. He is never puzzled over what to do. He empowers the feeble and infuses the powerless with increasing strength. Even young people faint and get exhausted. Athletic ones may stumble and fall, but those who wait for Yahweh's grace will experience divine strength. They will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles, run their race without growing weary, and walk through life without giving up. Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Will you stand up with me today as we go? So even though the exact wording, this too shall pass, is not in the Bible... You know, a really cool passage we didn't have time for today. I had to skip it. But Noah, on the day that the land dried, it said, and it came to pass that he looked out of the boat and the land was dry. This too shall pass. But his word will stand forever. Pandemics will come. Pandemics will go. Sickness will come. Disease will come. And disease and sickness will go. Suffering will come. And suffering will go. In this world, we will have suffering. In this world, we will walk through rejection, struggle, pain, but it shall come to pass. Blessed as we come in. Blessed as we go out. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the country. We will not be the bottom. We will be the top. We will not be underneath. We'll be over. It shall come to pass. And 2020 will be hindsight. And I'm believing I'm believing for the body of Christ, for believers, for this house specifically, that when 2020 is hindsight, we won't have 2020 hindsight. We'll say, hey, man, I'm thankful 2020 is over because I don't want to ever walk through that type of year again. But I'll tell you what, I'd be tempted to. Let me just tell you what kind of increase came to my life in one of the worst years I ever experienced and what I see. Let me tell you what kind of increase come to things that you can't see in my life. Let's be aware. Let's keep our eyes open. Let's be more sensitive than we've ever been before. And let us not have one single daggone, I call him daggone, I was sitting there debating in my mind. I was like, I know it's day gone, but I just want to say dad gone. <laughs> I mispronounce his name. What do you think about that, dad gone? <laughs> if we're afraid, we're already oppressed. If we're afraid, we're already oppressed. And I know every sermon is about COVID-19 now. But this really ain't about COVID-19. 
People have been afraid forever. Nothing new under the sun. It's just in a different package this time. And I venture to say, whoever's afraid of COVID-19, you were afraid of something else before it came along. But the ones that have been still and know he's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's the same God that brought me through 15 other things that should have killed me, and he'll bring me through this one. But even if he doesn't, I will not be careful in how I answer you, O King. Because death, you ain't so bad. I know it may sound morbid, and you may want, man, but I'm just telling you, we have to be there. Not dangerous and reckless, but dangerous and reckless. No fear. No fear. No fear. Can we just lift our hands? Can you take a deep breath? COVID-19 wants to rob your breath. If you don't have COVID-19 and you can't breathe deep because of fear, what's the difference? Huh? What's the difference? Oh, just breathe in his presence right now. <laughs> Woo! Come on, let's just breathe in strength right now. Breathe out that fear right now. Another prophetic act. Boy, we are crazy around here. Come on, just, just let it go, guys. Just let it go. Just let it go. I would say that he's as close as he's ever been, but that's not true. Because he's closer. Because he promises to be closer when we're brokenhearted. He promises to grow, come closer when we need him to be closer. So he's closer than he's ever been. So close your eyes to what you see and open your eyes to what is unseen right now. He is drawing you and he is calling you. Come away with me. Walk with me. We're going to go by the still waters. We're going to go to the green pastures. I'm going to lead you and I'm going to guide you. And it may be a valley of the shadow of death, but do not fear, because I am with you. Yeah. So we just release fear right now. We release fear right now. Goodbye. Fear. Goodbye, torment. Goodbye, oppression. Goodbye, hopelessness. This too shall pass. It is only temporary. I am focusing on what will never pass. I am focusing on what will be eternal. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. All of this shall pass. And I, John, saw the holy city, 
New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. These things shall pass. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. In Jesus' name, so be it. So be it unto me as your word that does not pass and does not fail and does not change. We thank you today for your word. We thank you today for your unchanging hand, your faithfulness, and we will not walk in fear, but we will walk in hope with our feet washed and prepared to take ground, to take territory, and to walk wherever you call us to walk and to go wherever you tell us to go. In Jesus' name, you say so be it today. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Redemption Life.